What's going on, everybody? On this week's edition of the Marvel Roundtable, we move into MCU's Phase 2 as we see a continuation of sequels and establishing some new characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite kick things off in the best of circumstances as we conclude the third solo movie of one of the original Avengers. Let's take a look at how Tony Stark fights the <clears throat> Mandarin and some bad anxiety as we take a look at Iron Man 3 on this week on the Marvel Roundtable. What's going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor, here. Welcome back to the Horny Goat YouTube channel. Of course, the Horny Goat Podcasting Network. And this, is, of course, is the Marvel Roundtable, the weekly show where we dive deep into each and every MCU movie and TV show. And, um, well... Needless to say, we, we are not looking forward to this one for numerous reasons. So, uh, this week, of course, we are starting off MCU Phase 2, and we are kicking things off with Iron Man 3, the final uh, movie for Tony Stark and Iron Man in his own solo uh, outings. Of course, you guys know me. I am Connor, the host of this uh, wonderful show. And joining with me is, of course, members of the Horny Goat crew. Of course, we got the power couple themselves, JP and Heather, who look so ecstatic to be talking about this movie. I can't wait to shit on this fucking movie. I'm, so, I'm more excited to shit on this movie movie than i am to hype it up <laughs> and i'm working on about two and a half maybe three hours of sleep you when got you this <laughs> you got this well we'll try not we'll try not to, to well just rewatch the movie and you'll be fine so um and of course we got everyone's favorite bear from upstairs canadian base what's up basement oh i'm so ready this is my favorite movie <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like when we were looking at like the landscape of things, and you know, we were we were kind of barreling through all of these movies. Th this one and maybe the next one, uh, we're kind of like, all right, let's we're gonna just rip the bandaid off and just get rid. Like, I forgot this movie entirely. I can't see I why. Watched it, I've watched it. This is my second time watching it. Um, I forgot the first time because I was like, please cut me a little <laughs> Um, so, of course, a couple things I want to just uh, talk about real quick. Of course, we want to pay our uh, condolences and respects to William Hurt, who is the actor who played uh, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU, who unfortunately passed away at the age of 71 over the weekend. Um, so, of, Did of course, he you play the same character. Was he the same person in this movie? So was he was not. He, he wasn't in Iron Man movie. 3. However, he was in um, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Um, yep. and then later in, in the Civil War and then the Avengers movies at the very end. So continuity. Continuity. Yep. Continuity. And Black Widow. He was in Black Widow as well. Not my oh, bitch not all the fucking time, but nobody's oh, you gotta dis suspend disbelief. There's shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh they they do they they patchwork continuity pretty good with uh the Marvel universe. Or they when I say they patchwork is exactly what they do. Uh but he's not gonna be Especially any with the other one ones. Character in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, we'll we'll talk about what uh, <laughs> what's that? What happened in this movie? Yeah, what I, 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 I honestly was I this kind was of drifted off. Trip. I kind of drifted off at times. I'm not gonna lie. This was just a so giant I don't even. Trip. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not even gonna call this movie Iron Man Three because it has nothing to do with. Well, the, suit. the suit, yeah, it's very little. It, yeah, well, I mean, Tony well Stark is it, Iron Man. They might as well have just called it "I am Tony Stark and I'm a pussy." Three, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna deep dive into it. And of course, you guys can listen to us on your favorite podcasting platforms. We're of course on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, and everywhere else you want to listen to your favorite podcast. Plus, you can listen to the latest episode of No Bucks Given and check out some of the other cool content we did, including some 2K22 gameplay, as well as the uh, review. Yep, not just on watch along anymore. We're doing full blown reviews of movies now. Uh, with uh, Jaws. That was actually a lot of fun to do with JP and Heather and kind of breaking down uh, a horror classic with a uh, shark that you barely see half the time, but still is fucking terrifying. Um, so make sure you go check that out. That was um, that was honestly a lot, of, a lot of good times, a lot of fun with that one. But um, so I think we don't need to really ask the question generally amongst everybody here on the round table of what they thought of this movie. I think they pretty much kind of already gave you an idea of how they feel about this. Um, that being said, I did want to make one quick little note, you know, talking about the pre-production stuff. It's not a lot. So, um, following the release of Iron Man 2, uh, conflict between Paramount Pictures, which had distribution rights to certain Marvel properties, and Walt Disney Company, um, concluded timing in the distribution, uh, or clouded the timing and distribution of arrangement of a possible third Iron Man movie. So, Disney, at this point, has owned, it does own Marvel Studios, but Paramount was still kind of fighting them a little bit just because the fact that they still had a deal in place as far as distribution so that's why you see the wonderful paramount logo and unfortunately iron man one and two director john favreau although he is still playing happy hogan in this uh in this movie uh is not directing iron man three and jesus christ does it fucking show so we'll, we'll see how we'll see how things play out on that one fucking but mess yeah so it was um it was it was it's it's a bit of a mess, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about um <laughs> we're gonna talk about all the depths and, and the fun stuff of this one, but um but fun let's fact yes uh, this this movie actually is, I think it scores either the same or close to the same as the original Iron Man on IMDb. It scores really? better than Iron Man two, so it that's gonna be. Well, that's the thing is that we're gonna we're gonna get into this, and one of the big questions I can't wait to ask, ask the end of the, of the round table is which movie was better, Iron Man two or Iron Man three? I think I know the answer, but we'll save the answers. Of course, you guys in the chat can let us know as well who is joining us live here on YouTube. Of course, we got Tim Alpha and the real Cody uh, joining us in the chat as well. So, um, with pre production stuff out of the way, I think it's time to rip the bandit off and let's just let's just kind of in America. What? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking spelling killed me. Right next to <laughs> I'm Captain America, America here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 go ahead and rip this band-aid off uh and get and get through Iron Man 3. So, beginning of the the beginning of the movie is well, it's not really the beginning, but but essentially throughout Shit. the entire film we hear Tony Stark narrating certain part. The weird what does part he sound like what does he sound dead? Yeah. It, it, right? So the narrating part, like, I kind of like a little bit because obviously the, everything starts off with a flashback, but, like, not every part of the movie is narrated. It, and it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's more just like, you know, I, I would understand if it was there it was a beginning and the end, but, like, he narrates, like, middle part. It's just weird. It's a weird thing. But, I'm blue, da dee dee da dee dee da 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 dee da 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 Yeah, who loves that? So we do I see Tony. That, song. that is one song I <laughs> fucking hate. So we're off to a good start with JP. Because you're not blue? Yep. Oh. 
So we see a fla- <laughs> we see a flashback to 1999 on New Year's Eve, where it's going into the year 2000, um, where Stark meets an eccentric and physically disabled Aldrich Killian, who promotes his new company, Advanced Idea Mechanics, also known as AIM. This is a bit of a big Easter egg because AIM has more of a prominent role in the Mar- in Marvel Comics as far as like another major tech company that kind of sometimes rivals Stark Industries, but for the sake of the MCU. They couldn't even get that one right. But the point is, is that we get to see him establish, uh, like, seeing Aldrich Killian at this um, at this uh, convention in Switzerland. But that's not the only person that we saw that evening. We also saw Jensen from the first our Iron Man movie. That's literally the only reference. He just says hi to him and then just moves right along. So cute Easter egg moment. Okay. It's, well, like, it's weird that he's involved. Is it not? What, Jensen? Who's yeah. He was the guy like, who helped him build the suit in the first one. Yeah. But I thought he was just like some in the cave. rando in the first one. <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's blowing your mind. Yep. Here we go. Continuity. <laughs> Why is he at like a black bear? Black I think I just bear broke... in... We're already five minutes into the review and we already broke JP. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. So the guy that he helped him build the first suit in the cave doesn't yes. recognize who he is talking to in the this cave. Before the cave. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Exactly. They get in the cave. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. first introduction. Patchwork, baby. Patchwork. It's a quilt of stupidity. It is. So he. <laughs> wait. Okay. He pulled, he pulled a giant Tony Stark there and completely forgot who the one dude is. To focus on all the fucking, as Happy says in this movie later on, the blondes with the big racks. Right. It makes sense. <laughs> okay, so he is Iron Man already? All Iron. Well, the no. opening no, scene no. is, is a flashback to 1999 that takes place before the events of Iron Man 1 and everything that we've seen so far. Right, which is my point. Right. He's already rich at this point. He's had a... He's at a party. He meets Jensen. So he meets Jensen, who he ends up seeing in a fucking cave, who helps him build the first suit. Yes. But he doesn't fucking wreck. And I'm not talking I about mean, Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. I can I'm get Tony Stark not Jensen. remembering because he's supposed to be drunk as fuck, even though he's obviously not. And <laughs> and Jensen is like, <laughs> like, did he get his mind wiped by MIB? Yeah, yeah. And for the record, uh, just just for the just for the record, I did look this up. Eight years, it would have been an eight-year difference because supposedly the most of most of the MCU movies take place in real time, most. So, the events of Iron Man One should have taken place in two thousand eight. So, uh, yeah. But but also, how would you not recognize somebody that's globally, uh, whatever? See, that's where I have an issue. No, and we're off this to is, a good start. This, this, this is a hundred percent real. This would happen in real life. Yep. No. <laughs> yes, it's happening no. right now. No. I don't know who you are. Who are you? <laughs> so, of course, we see uh, Stark is is trying to um, uh, interlope ideas with a young woman named Maya Henson, who, uh, while trying to um, exchange ideas and apparently bodily fluids. Uh, kind of distracts Aldrich Killian, who Killian's just trying to get two seconds with Tony to talk about AIM and talking about his ideas and talking okay. about his new Electro company. Electro, anybody? It, it, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, seriously. So, um, he of course what decides... What did give him the teeth? 
Yeah, right. I don't, I don't fucking know. It's it just it's just bizarre. But um, so uh, he's trying to obviously push him off, and he actually blows him off. He says, "Come, go meet me in the roof in twenty minutes." And he, of course, never ends up meeting him and just blows him off. So, but meanwhile, uh, Maya Henson or Hanson, I should say, uh, is trying to um witness the powers of this new project she's working on called Extremis firsthand, which apparently can genetically manipulate living organisms, specifically when it comes to repairing. Uh, tissue and uh, other parts of the body, I guess you could say, in the form of a plant. There's a fun little scene where Happy accidentally breaks off the like, one of the plant's limbs and it like grows back, but somehow still explodes. So it notices that it's still a little uh, unstable. Um, What's his name, Happy? Yeah, I, I don't know why his name's Happy. I don't know, but um, a really good so, name. So this, of course, sets up the whole idea that Tony Stark keeps b throwing out the same theme of the entire uh, movie, which is we create our own demons. Well, no shit, you create all the fucking supervillains, you idiot. Hell, we're exactly. gonna, uh, don't even get me started on Avengers 2. We'll get there when we get there. But um, so it's kind of establishing Aldrich Killian and AIM, the extremist project, and this concept of like this uh, genetic manipulation. So but the fact that we already are off on a bad foot with fucking just Jensen in, in general is not, not great. Um, so we cut, we fast forward to present day, which in this case is December. Well, hold on. Like he, he goes up to like have sex with this woman yes, and they just start talking science. And then well, they have she sex. Starts talking, she starts talking science. She all, all of a sudden is on a laptop. Showing her shit and it's like, what the fuck, man? Well, it's like, can I, can you, can I, can you, can you bring me up to your room to show me your science and your beaker tubes? And can then... I say something real quick? Go for it, Aaron. I, I'm not a comic book guy either. I this is I'm we're, I'm basing everything off of what I see in the movies. I don't read comic books. Yeah, we're going off of exactly what we're we talking about the movies, not the comic same. books. That's I, what this is all about. This is, why, this is why it's Marvel Studios and not Marvel Comics. I've yes. read comic books in the past, but I literally am lost 99%. Like, I, I, I've never read them, like, to be like, oh, I know exactly how this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I've read them out of order randomly when I was a kid, and that's it. Plus, the way that Marvel Studios does things is that they take a lot of source material, but that not, does not necessarily mean it's a note-for-note -note adaptation. In God's yeah. sakes, there's so many different comics and so many different stories. You mean there's so many not a comic characters. book where they go up to the penthouse to have sex and instead do science? There is. <laughs> I know there is. Yep. It's called Secret That's Wars. So, um... <laughs> Secret Horrors. I mean, hell, look at look at Batman. Batman, God knows, Batman has enough stories about him and then different variations of like you know, uh, Killing Joke, the Death in the Family, Death of the Family, the 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 Batman who laughs. There's no one where it, he has infinite Batwoman in, or it, something. yep, infinite number of ones. But but anyway, but um, child kind of. You should watch the movies because you'll get an well, understanding of why I hate them so much. <laughs> if you, if, this is the one reason you should watch them. Why <laughs> JVX? <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the movies, the movies are like good. Yes. most of the movies are entertaining. I'll, I'll at least give them that. This one, however, yeah, this one. Continue. Well, <laughs> listen, we're, we're trying. I'm trying to rip this bandaid off as fast as humanly possible. All right. I understand. I just yeah. wanted to point that out to Aaron. You can't. Oh, no, no, you're I, good. You're good. You can't be just. I'm not a comic book guy either. Yeah, it's no, okay. it's all it's all good. 
Um, if anything, that's something I value because I mean, I I think me and base me basement and Heather are kind of MCU fans, and so to have an outside perspective is is nice. That's why we have like having JP on the roundtable. But so well, you just like it when I'm negative, Nancy. You know it. You are always negative, Nancy. So I always like you. <laughs> it's a kink. I, I can't help it. It's a kink. I can't help it. Me in the- don't hit me in the knee with a fucking crowbar or whatever the fucking Nancy Kerrigan <laughs> did. Oh my god, no. So we jump forward to present day. So it's to December 2012, seven months. So it's seven months after the That's Battle of New York. present day? Well, it's present when the movie came out. <laughs> god damn it. I know. Present day. It's December it 2012, up. seven months following the Battle of New York. Tony has spent all of his time uh, building literally dozens of new iron man suits oh god um, i hate this plot point we, uh-huh. we so we see him we see him uh working on mark 42 which is the latest invention where he is basically able to um he's able to inject nanites into his body to in order to remote control summon almost like via bluetooth different pieces of the iron man suit in order to form one whole new suit um oh okay he basically all while dancing to a mashup of Jackson Family's I Want You Back and Jingle Bells. Here's the thing. If he yep. can basically create a drone version of Iron Man, mm. why would he ever revert to being in the suit? Well, they explore that a little bit more in the future, but I get where, yeah. We well, can't. they just like blatantly yeah. say it's weaker somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, I, I get your point on that one. I mean, maybe he thinks that he needs to be the one to do it. And I mean, yeah, again, he's he's not he's obviously not in his clear state of mind either. He hasn't slept in three at least three days at the time of the the scene. He hasn't slept in three days. They and don't really like they don't portray it properly. Any of this because you haven't slept in three days. You're not gonna, like he's he's just like himself in the beginning of the movie. He looks jiggy though. I mean, well, yeah, I, I get your point though. He's. I, like, I can see. You haven't slept in three days. You're gonna be fucking cocaine. wild, man. But true, he's you, acting it, like he's hopped up on cocaine through yeah. this. And but, people who haven't slept for three days—I mean, hell, only three hours of sleep—and I just want to crawl on the floor and fall asleep right now. Yeah, I mean, the lo- <laughs> even the longest I've I've been up for is not three days, but it's at least two and a half. And I was like, Dead. randomly leaving consciousness. I can honestly say I have stayed awake for three days and you don't act like he acts. They're, right. you're, uh, you're, dead to the, you're dead to the fucking world. You're a zombie. You're still there, but you're not all jacked up. I, it's, I, like I, he I, drink, it's like he's being, uh, you know, IV fucking 55,000 cc's of fucking coffee and right. living one drip. You know what I, I mean? mean impossible I, I walked home unconscious yeah i've done that so like i i didn't know i wasn't there but i walked home but yeah <laughs> like i mean whatever it is what it is this is the thing they're trying to show for this movie uh i i kind of i i there's nothing i like about this movie there's literally nothing i like 
There, there's a few things, but we'll we'll get to uh, that. I, I mean, it's, I, it's, I'm it's, telling you, I know it's, few, it's few and far between. I'll just put it that way. And and honestly, it's not anything. I hate deep. watch this. <laughs> I hate watch this movie. It's 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 there. It's not. It's not anything deep. But anyway, so it's kind of the premise is that they're trying to to showcase the fact. I'm not saying they're doing it well. I'm just trying to say what the point they're trying to drive home is that Tony is not in the greatest state of mind. He's got he's got PTSD. He's he's clearly on edge. He's a he's a got anxiety. Yeah, over what happened in New York. Um, so of course he says uh, he's trying to relax and trying to prepare and, and you know make these new suits, these new advancements, and then he had to go ahead and turn on the TV, and we see none other than um, than uh, wow, why did I just blank on his name here? Jesus Christ, Ben um... Affleck. <laughs> uh, no, what the what? Why am I Ben Kingsley? Ben excuse Graham. me. Yes, oh. uh, playing, <laughs> playing. Uh, God damn it, playing the uh, showcasing as the Mandarin, who is a powerful terrorist leader responsible for multiple bombings throughout uh, parts of the Middle East. And in order to assure the public that the U.S. government is capable of handling this threat, they have decided. The U.S. government has decided to take Colonel James Rhodes and reissue a War Machine and redesign him, painting him red, white, and blue as the Iron Patriot. That obviously gets mixed reception with people across the United States. So a couple so things. Why are you using Captain America at this point? So right? th this is something I wanted to bring up, and this is a, a deep little mini rant about the whole thing. And, th and this is where the, the, the pluses and the minuses of the MCU continuity and so many movies and things being dragged out. And this also will be brought up, I'm sure, when we get to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um. Where's Shield? Yeah, where's Shield in all this dealing with the Mandarin? I mean, this movie seems like it just—it doesn't you forgot fit anything. everything that happened. Yeah, just before. yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes mention to it, but like all of a sudden, nothing exists. It's—it's it's like it's like they they wrote Iron Man three before Avengers happened, and they just aired it after Avengers. And and honestly, um. The other question that we never asked in the Avengers movie was, where the hell was War Machine? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so War it, Machine, I can I can get up behind him not being there just because he's kind of like an offshoot of the military at that point. They kind of established that. Yeah, but they were calling now, him the military. But anyway, but yeah. I mean, Captain America is 100% military, yeah. and he's proven himself. So yeah. where's this also guy? With that, with that, I can sit there and believe that war machine is not there because of the fact that they're still combing over the yeah. original machine to know everything in, in and out about that, about that suit in well they have fucking Stark who built the fucking suit so why in the fuck do they need to comb over shit because it's well, a new I mean, it, 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 they don't do shit well the thing is the, the military yeah. okay the, we're gonna use it the military can't basically they they can't control Tony Stark. He's above and beyond the military. So they got the that's piece true. of tech that's outdated, which is War Machine at the time, versus all of his Mark One millions. But uh, I I just don't understand. Like the the pivotal point is them introducing War Machine as like what technically Captain America was introduced as in Captain America. Yet Captain mm -hmm. America all of a sudden has vanished. Yeah. Well, Cap's working for Shield. 
We 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 know that hey, that. So is everybody. And that's that's my point is that like where yeah, right. So this is kind of where things get a little a little dicey. At least at this part of the MCU, things get a little bit better as far as the general continuity as we get a little bit further for the most part. Um, but this I think this this movie specifically is the big one where it's like, okay, you have Shield, the Avengers are established, and true, Thor may not be around. But you have literally every other member of the Avengers. Why are they not being involved in this process? Like, it, this is it, a problem with the Marvel universe and standalone throughout movies. and standalone movies. It's like they, they want to make the standalone movies. It's a world-threatening threat. Where's the fucking rest of the Avengers? No, it's right. All you. Yeah, and it, it gets to it gets to that, and and I feel like this movie is the one that has the biggest um is the biggest um. Where was I going with this? Well, I wouldn't say this this movie doesn't have like a world threatening event. No, it has a more personal event with Tony Stark, but at the same time, they 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 involve like of the, uh, the uh, um, American upper brass in terms of like the 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 president and the vice president and all this shit. So you'd think you would have Captain America there, right? At the you very think. least, if if not, if not, I mean, even if uh, I okay, I can sort of see Black Widow or Hawkeye not being involved, but I mean, you've had these, yeah. It just it just it's a bunch of it's a America's lot of, it's a the lot. one person that should have been in this movie, or they, at least they should have like dropped an Easter egg as to why he couldn't be. Yeah, mm -hmm. but and so it just, didn't really take that much time. But um, so that that was the big just big like head scratch off of it just this is this, that goes through this entire movie so that's just one part of it i will say that um at least at this part of the movie ben kingsley is the mandarin sign me the fuck up uh at this at this part at this part of the movie the thing is this is why when i first watched this movie i was like i'm into this and then there's a huge drop. We'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. there. We'll, we'll get there. Huge, there is that huge. I mean, oh, I was wow. into it enough. No, just, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said. I, I, wait, I still kind of didn't really care that much for the movie because this movie is so. Whoever wrote this movie has no idea how to build characters. Is yeah. All I'm say. yeah. Um. But I, but at, th at this part, I liked Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin. At this part of the movie, I need to mm -hmm. stress that extremely. At this part mm -hmm. of the movie, I liked him at that. Actually, Oscar, technically, Oscar, he's he's one best yeah, actor. Yeah, he, he's an he's, he's an incredible a, actor. He's a great he's a great actor, and uh... yeah, well, just the writing. Well, they made fuck. him look like fucking dumb shit in this movie. It's all I'm saying. Uh, Gandhi, the, what are you doing? The other. Yeah. The the other part of it is as much as as this is a well maybe we'll talk we'll talk more about that when we get to the end of it. Um, so we see we kind of have the premise set up. Okay, so we have established an idea of what's going on. So Tony's stressed out, and there's this new threat, the Mandarin, and there are bombings, and the and governments are trying to handle it. Right. So Tony meets up with uh, Rhodes in a diner, uh, and the two discuss kind of Mandarin. He's like, kind of like, hey, listen, what what's really going on? Like, I, I know you guys, what do you tell the public? Is there a di like, tell me the lowdown on what's going on? And Rhodes admits that there's been more bombings that have been reported on the news, and intelligence have been mystified by the lack of physical evidence left behind. Rhodes insists that Tony does not get involved whatsoever, as the U.S. government is keen to handle themselves uh, in uh, this to uh, to themselves to reassure people who have been felt nervous following the whole obviously 
Chitari invasion from New York. Um, yeah. So he's like, you know, don't don't get involved. People need we kind of need to like we, we need to kind of look like we know what the fuck we're doing and kind of reestablish people's faith in the government. Wow. That's it's home. The discussion is interrupted when two children ask uh, Tony to sign a drawing of him carrying the nuclear missile through the wormhole. And the image obviously triggers Stark's anxiety attack. When one of the children asks how he escaped the wormhole, this uh, this of course triggers the panic attack and Stark leaves abruptly concerning Co uh, concerning I almost said Cody Rhodes concerning um, <laughs> Colonel Rhodes uh, that much more. So um, I, I need to say something about it, like um, Iron Man's or Tony Stark's PTSD. Yeah, mm, it's just so fucking not real. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he gets he gets PTSD and he's like, I I getting anxiety. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. I get that, but like, I don't. More often than not, it's played off as like. A joke, forced. a joke, which is my fucking, thing like, is, oh, well, weird. Be more if so you're gonna use that as a plot point, my thing is, yep, is the event that they should have that they he was involved in should cause PTSD. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not but anxiety. The they, but the way that they portrayed it was like you're gonna get an anxiety attack instead of. Like I, I, I wish they so, delved deeper into the fact that he is yeah. not a soldier. And he had been forced to be one, and it's fucked up his psyche. But, can, but like you realistically, have, you know, so not only so, soldiers aren't the only ones that get PTSD. Anybody can get PTSD. No, I I, I get that. But he's like, saying because he was made a soldier in the because moment. because oh, wow. he was turned from a philanthropist or a well, fucking warmonger or a, all the 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 upper class versions of never being boots on the floor to being boots on the floor. Um, it's a prime way so to make him be PTSD, a relatable character. So his PTSD is anxiety. It's not even PTSD. He's throwing anxious it's, moments. It's, yeah, it's a mix of... You do have anxious moments during PTSD attack, but you don't... You don't... I think they handle it... fucking violent with PTSD. I yeah. think they handle it very terribly. Which, because which, they don't really pro project anything, but they say he's struggling with something. And uh, yeah, it's more anxiety, but it's like... Whoever, like, really, here's the know. thing. Whoever wrote this movie did not research PTSD. Yeah, they didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. The one thing I will say is that, and this is something I was going to say for a little later on, but fuck it, we're here now. The idea of it is a great idea in terms yeah. of in terms of for the for the character of Tony Stark. Yeah, I I think it, it doesn't I, fit the MCU universe. It does. It was sorry the well, MCU universe because it's real. Well, mm -hmm. well, well. The the the, the thing is, <laughs> the the thing is, is that I think that where they on one point yes they they, they kind of go back and forth between ptsd and anxiety they either say it or do or like they, they don't there's no consistency and they obviously are not accurate in the portrayal of ptsd or well they can't say anxiety but but the point is that it's all over the place as far as the portrayal i think that when tony eventually talks to yeah. pepper which we'll talk about in a second about like what's going on with his head I, I I think I would have rather explored that one where here you have Tony Stark who is supposed to be the super genius and know almost everything and he's like you, and then you see things you 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 experience them and you can't explain them 
because he's been involved with war his whole life. And yes, it's true. I, I actually like that idea basement of like him being put on the front line. It's like, yeah, it's it's totally different when you're building the machines. It's a whole yeah. other thing to to fire them. But the I mean, same... to, to go in and explore that idea of him being finally front line and him doing everything for everything uh, for everybody and uh, having PTSD, uh, legit PTSD, not what they portray it as. Um, well, that... here's... Here's go ahead. Finish your thought, basically. Uh, that would be key, but the problem is the writing that goes on afterwards when he's having his sleep attack or whatever. Yeah. That eventually happens. It's like Pepperpot's like, "I'm gonna go sleep on the." It's like, what the fuck are you? What? <laughs> First of all, do you want uh, me to be? Do you want me to be straight up honest with you? Yeah, do it. In Iron Man, he should already have PTSD. Well, he he, he, he may uh, true, yeah. some some people do terrible things or go through war and never have what we say would be prototypical PTSD, right? But what my point is, so this event causes his PTSD. But not the, the yeah, yeah. I, I, Iron Man too would have caused. I mean, PTSD. that's that the 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 difference too to me is. He was killing people in Iron Man 1 and Iron yeah. Man 2, and he was killing aliens from a different planet and that's what he Iron, in the Avengers. So it doesn't really make sense. They, uh, they tried – I honestly, if they were going to go this route, I would have preferred him to have seen something in before he got sucked back into Earth. Mm-hmm. That scared the living mm-hmm. shit out of them, and have the anxiety attacks be uh, attributed to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it just it, the, 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 the 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 a good idea is there. There's a good idea there, but there there is there is there's the a lot more. I wish. Yeah. The, which I think that's the I think that's the theme of this of this yeah. uh, movie. But I mean, Heather. I mean, before we move on, I mean, your thoughts on that concept? Is it kind I mean, of in the same vein? Go sit in Dad's chair. You're fine. Uh. It, Honestly, when it comes down to it, Mom's talking. giving the kind of person he is, I think the kidnapping would have been the one to trigger his PTSD. Yeah, that's a good point. More than yeah. fighting aliens. a bunch of aliens. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really. It does not compute. <laughs> I'm sorry, but and as we as we mentioned, as this movie goes on and his PTSD keeps getting triggered. It's treated more as a joke. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, actual the, serious condition this, as it is. I mean, this is the problem with Marvel movies as a whole. I yeah. mean, there's a moment in time that we're going to get to where Thor has lost everything and is obviously mentally f- fucking struggling. And they're like, what, you ate too many peanut butter sandwiches? Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. <laughs> and well, we'll get there. Or, down the road, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um. So of course, uh, you know, we'll talk about this. So of course, Pepper Potts, um, uh, meets up with um, with uh, Aldrich Killian, who uh, apparently uh, Happy Hogan, who's been promoted to the Stark Industries head of security, um, who kind of oversees it. I, I do. I, th- I do think Happy being like paranoid, which is. Mm-hmm. Get kind of in, in in lieu with Tony in terms of being paranoid and securing the perimeter. Good offset for him being like technologically retarded, <laughs> yeah. and also being like the guy that's looking out for everything. 
He's like, he's, I, dirty. he's yeah, I, but the thing is, he's great at. <laughs> He's great at being a security yeah, guard. He, he, yeah. yeah, he's great at like being What am I looking at? The forehead of security? Terrible at everything else that his job actually requires. <laughs> so um at this point, Killian uh Aldrich Killian meets up with Pepper Potts and she kind of rolls her eyes. And of course, uh Aldrich Killian looks fantastic. Um this is this was like super creepy, man. This guy was super like yeah, it was a little, little intense. He's like, he's like, hey, let me show you my brain, girl. Right. You're showing your first, big I'm going to touch all big parts brain. of your body. And um, like, he literally did everything in his power to be like, I'm around you. Well, um, grabbing yeah. things. Control <laughs> like, really creepy. you and just honk honk, you know. <laughs> so, so at this point. Um, this guy was like super rapey. Yeah, yeah, very kind of. Uh, so, of course, um, it uh, which is good for the character, I guess, if you want to hate him. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, make, it, it kind of just it intensifies it. So the the idea is that he's saying that he is now working on extremists or extremists, excuse me, uh, with his new company, <laughs> with his company AIM. So yeah, I know, tomato, tomato. And the concept is that he's trying to rewrite the genetics of, of human DNA. So kind of what we saw at the beginning with the plant, but he's looking to make it with human applications and wanted to partner up with Stark Industries in order to help with mass production on a you know much bigger scale, which... Life feed in my brain, girl. Remember that little pinpoint there just for a, a reference point. So, But anyway. Um, I'm telling you, during this moment, Pepper Potts is like... Stoking her, her underwear. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is a life feed in my brain. Let me just wait. The scene's getting intense. Let me, let me around you. Let me light this Pinch vagina my candle. Arm. <laughs> Pinch my arm. Now suck my penis. We'll light the <laughs> vagina candle. She's like, you see why, how why the is it getting so red? Explodes. <laughs> why is everything getting so red? <laughs> um. So of course, uh, Pepper comes home and finds Tony there, um, in the suit, but yet not. So he, it's showcasing that Tony now has the ability to remotely pilot the suits on their own with nobody in them whatsoever. You think they were actually like alluding to Tony becoming some a somewhat like very mild version of Dr. Manhattan? I think so. Wait, what do you mean? In terms of like there but not there. Oh, um I don't know. I, I I, I think that they were trying to play around with the idea because in, in, in the comics, Tony and Iron Man were two separate people, at least at first. In, in some of, so he, almost like a secret identity. So Tony was like, oh, Iron Man's my bodyguard. Yeah. Nobody knows who he is. So I, I thought that was a kind of a little bit of a nod wink to that. But at the same time, given the way this movie goes, I have no fucking clue what this movie wanted to do. If anything, this is probably just to kind of illustrate a plot point that could have happened later on. But it was It was the – there's a distance between us even though we love each other. And you can't get away from your work. Why can't you get away from work? Because I'm fucked up, bitch, mentally. <laughs> so he explains to Pepper what's going on, saying he's a mess, saying he hasn't slept in a while, and saying that he's getting all this thing, all this craziness going on because of what happened with the events from the first Avengers movie where he can't explain when, when, certain things. When did the scene happen where he, like, was it the beginning of the movie where he, like, called on his suit to attach him, it, to himself in all different ways yeah it was right in the beginning um oh when he was doing the the test run yeah yeah it was the beginning beginning. i fucking hated that shit (laughs) (laughs) it's like of course for comedic purposes it hits his penis so yeah and he's like not the face 
Yeah. Oh my god, fucking eat my dick. <laughs> so I hate, I hate that shit. It he was, tries he tries to get a he tries to get a good night's sleep with Pepper, but unfortunately he somehow calls the suit in his sleep that almost attacks Pepper, which um I, I'm I'm starting like is he clairvoyant or some shit? Like well, what is he? How it works is it's basically attached itself to his subconscious, and whatever he was dreaming called in the called in the suit, and the suit mistook Pepper Potts as the I, one. At least with Killian, I was about to say Killian Dane. <laughs> at least with Killian. I, oh my God! You know how many times he's like in? he's like live action right here. At least they say like why there's mm -hmm. a, a connection mentally with what he's showing. What? In this moment, I I I didn't I can't yeah, grasp yeah. it. It doesn't make any logical sense. It, 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 and then, it, like her reaction out. makes less sense. Thank you. So that's what I was about to get at. So so she gets so the, he tells the suit to power down. And by the way, uh, the fact that the Iron Man suit can be dismantled by just him going like this. Yeah. Um, why why is he like a fucking sword wielder? It's like James Bond. But the fact that the suit can the fact that the fact that the suit can be taken down. By that, because I don't see. Anyway, Wait, why is that to cancel? Oh, it, 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 it's movie. another. This is this is like stories later on in the movie too. So it's it's this is the not, this one's not a winner. This suit this is not no, a winner. No. This so is the stepping stone to retardville. Pepper gets upset, says, "Go tinker with that. I'm gonna go sleep downstairs." Which that makes no sense because she literally like forgave him, accepted him, and just I I really don't like this movie. Okay, where where where. Does her actions make any sense in this movie? This no. specifically makes no sense whatsoever. Instead of being like, oh, I'm obviously witnessing <laughs> my gonna... husband or I... boyfriend or whatever they are going through like some night terrors. And then the suit shows up and she's like, oh, he's dealing with PTSD. You know what? Yeah. Fuck you. I was about, I was about <laughs> to be like, I can't explain. You know, women, am I right, Heather? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. <laughs> I also agree with that. Oh statement. my god! So so anyway, um, so Happy gets very suspicious of Aldrich Killian, and and surprisingly, I think. Oh, okay. Wait, can I say something for a second? E yeah. The, e Aldrich Killian's like um, right hand man. Yes. Super please ball. What a fucking what is he? Uh, uh, hooligan from England? Yeah. <laughs> like all that. All I re all I'm reminded of is like my soccer team lost. Time to turn into fireball. Um. I fucking I hated the guy. I hated the casting. I hated everything about it. James Badge Dale, who's the uh the actor. But in what ways is he intimidating? He looks like a fucking penis. He looks like somebody who just got released from fucking juvie. He looks yeah, like a guy yeah. that is in like whatever the developmental league is for soccer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I actually, honestly, as I mean, yeah, he doesn't look threatening or intimidating, but at the same time, he doesn't um, even act threatening or intimidating. I I hated his character. To be honest. The coffee moment where he's like, "Hey," <laughs> I hate this movie. Anyway, so um. Uh, Happy gets suspicious of of um. Happy gets blown the fuck up. 
Yep, he gets suspicious of Killian's bodyguard, Eric Savin, and investigates him at the Chinese theater. But when he witnesses Jack Taggart expectedly, unexpectedly, spontaneously combust, it destroys the Chinese theater and puts Hogan into the uh, L.A. Mercy Hospital. Savin escapes mysteriously regenerating from his injury. So this is kind of obviously the signs of starting to see what the fuck is going on here. But... uh, What... (laughs) What is what is going on here? So here here's here's the part that was very weird. So instantly, right after this happens, we see a commercial cut to a, uh, a U.S. feed interrupted by the Mandarin, who basically takes credit for the attack, saying that he's looking to teach the U.S. president a lesson. So obviously, they're trying to make an immediate connection that what's ever going on with this like people exploding thing, extremists. And it's all tied to the Mandarin. We just don't know the exact specifics of how. Um, but Ho- Hogan should be dead. He should be dead. He well, should be, yes. Yes. Everyone I gets evaporated. How many, degrees, with... how many degrees Celsius did 3, that explosion happen? Yeah, he should be melted on the block. ground right now. <laughs> he hid <laughs> behind a wooden block. Okay? This far away from him. And 3,000 yep. degrees Celsius just gave behind a wooden block. Yep, the wooden block saves it all. And We're going to keep you like, alive because you directed has, like, the first two Iron Man movies. I don't understand. He he was caught in an explosion, but he's got cuts on his face. Nothing Glass, exploded. I don't, I don't, fr- yeah, it's, it, I, um, sci- and, science. And this with movie is, has the, where I mean, he has the wherewithal to sit there and fall down with his finger pointing in the direction it needs to be pointed at. Uh, have we gotten to the point where there's a kid involved? So anybody nope. that wants to come in to the chat and say suspension of disbelief can go fuck themselves because there is nothing to disbelieve. The only thing I'm suspending is, is how much I fucking hate this movie. They're human beings. They're human fucking beings. Happy is a human fucking being. They should all be dead. Yeah, and then he gets all fucked up. And he goes to the hospital, and he's gone. So he's out. Yep. He's not right. dead, because nobody can die. No, but... but he, he, he'll be back. Tony... Tony... I hate this part coming up. I hate the most... I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate all part. of this movie, to be honest. I hate... I fucking hated this movie. This, <laughs> like, this is like... I can't get beyond how much I hated this we're, we're only in the first third base, but we got to keep going. Oh, my God. I'm going to shoot myself. Oh, <laughs> we're, we listen, we're ripping the Band-Aid off here. So Tony leaves the hospital after visiting Happy Hogan, uh, of course, surrounded by um, surrounded like, by reporters. I'm going to tell you my address because yep. I'm a dumb cunt. How does, well, I mean, in the end, everybody would know your address anyway, so who gives a shit? Oh, my God. This leads to the stupidest moment in the movie. But anyway. It does. So he, of course, Stark in a furious moment says, I, I've just decided you're instantly dead. If you have any problems with that, here's my address. Gives his address and <laughs> ends he throws up. that guy's phone. And he's like, bail me. Bail me, yep. Like, well, he, why he, would you throw his phone? You could just give it back to him since everybody he, else is recording. He, he goes home and starts to investigate um, what happened with the with the attack and trying to, to, to make connections of what's been going on with the Mandarin attacks and also noticing that the Chinese theater thing isn't really quite matching up and noticing that it has to do with something with uh, military people because there was a set of military dog tags that were left at the scene of the Chinese theater. So he somehow surmises to narrow down the different um, uh, instances of spikes of 3,000 degrees in the U.S. that were not Mandarin attacks to try and investigate exactly what the hell has been going on. So he's 
I don't know how the hell he got a hold of crime scene information like that in much detail, but whatever. Shield. Right. Um, so he, he finds out that there was another spike of a bombing going off or something similar to that uh, in Rose Hill, Tennessee. It's again, again, pinpoint. And then, of course, he <laughs> I, I will admit I, la- I, I laughed at the, the part where we see um, uh, what's her name come back. We see the return of Maya Hansen, who shows up uh, unexpectedly at Tony's door. Kind of she pulls up and you hear ding dong. He's like, we're still at ding dong. We're supposed to be on total lockdown. I threatened a terrorist, guys. Come on. I did. I have to admit, I did chuckle at that line a little bit. It was funny, but it I mean, makes there's there's some couple there's a couple like clever one-liners, but uh-huh. the movie just killed me. Listen, I'm trying to find any sort of moments of joy me. in this movie. So all right, so just bear, <laughs> just sue me. So she she it makes a, she makes an appearance at the house as as uh, Pepper's trying to leave, and Tony's like, "No, we got this. Everything's totally fine." Which yeah, sure. Um, and then. As she's trying to explain why she is there, Tony's house is attacked. Don't even, don't even. Let me just, let me just, let me just get through this, and then I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll pick this, we'll pick this part apart. So, uh, his house is attacked and destroyed by the Mandarin helicopter. So, so tar- Tony survives the attack. Um, after we see like all sorts of explosions, so, so many missiles, the new Mark 42, the one that he's able to call instantly, he throws onto Pepper Potts in order to save her first, gets her out, gets the suit on himself, and finds out, hey, it's not combat ready. But there's three helicopters total. He's able to take out the first two, but the third one, unfortunately, he was able to not defeat as he's able to, as the house basically collapses off of the shoreline or off of the cliffside into the water below. Great visual, I'll say that much at least. Uh, as he falls down underwater, and in order to save himself, Jarvis somehow takes the the hand off of one part of the Iron Man suit to spin around to pull Tony up out of the pinned debris and eventually have him and fly out um, onto a unknown destination uh, with the world presuming that he is dead. Okay, so this is the moment in this movie that <laughs> this this basically one? ruined it for me entirely. I hated everything that happened. He's like eh, the the slow mo of fucking Pepper Potts getting the Iron Man suit. I hated it. Uh, the other thing that I hated is like if he has the party protocol already ready, where the fuck are those guys mm-hmm. during this portion of the film? The 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 <laughs> the biggest gripe I have with this entire so I I'm gonna give the only credit I give this one is that visually it looked awesome as far as the attack and the destruction of everything and he's seeing everything I, fall I down. I think they I think they over you they the, the, this movie was like what are you gonna do to separate it from all the other movies and, and they were like well we're gonna have slow mo scenes where the suit attaches to people. I think right. this is the scene that's trailer I'm fodder. I quadrupled down on that. <laughs> so I don't know. If, I, I we haven't talked about this before, but there you guys probably know about this about like trailer fodder. So there's obviously like scenes in movies that are there. Yeah. I feel like more than anything to fluff up the trailer so people can get hyped for the movie. I mean, visually it looked good for the time that it came out. No, it still looks good now enough. But like, I mean, there was weird parts in this where like Tony Stark isn't in the suit and like. 
a piece of rock falls down on his shoulder and just disintegrates and he has no reaction to it. I'm like, that's <laughs> not a person at all. I, I, would, I would ask JP's opinion on the scene, but I think the look on his face kind of says it all. Yeah, th this, but also this scene, everybody's dead. A hundred percent on the like, why in the fuck is this one woman in there? And she's like, Hey guys, Hey guys, Hey guys, should we care about this torpedo that's inside of us right now? Like, Holy f <laughs> this movie so, is so bad. It's so bad movie, on so many levels. Should be dead. Nobody yep. survived. Stop with the suspension of disbelief. But like, here's the thing. He, he protect. He protected Pepper, Pepper. Potts. Yep. Why is he fine? He should be dead. <laughs> he should be dead. He should be dead. Um, it makes no. It makes no. Like, this movie makes no sense. In, in so I, I have more so the questions of how the fuck he got away with firing the goddamn torpedoes and attacking the house. Not even yeah. just not not even not even just why Tony are there three helicopters attacking like, somebody on there's American news soil? Helicopters surrounding his house. That's how yeah, they find out about it this. Makes, it makes no sense. Nothing. So you mean this whole movie makes no sense because it's like. If we, <laughs> hey, if we don't answer it, it doesn't exist. I just, I don't, I, the, the, the part that just baffles me is that, like, Parts, man. like, even Go if ahead. you, even if you, like, there's just, I, I can't, uh, this I can't, is, this is I where can't, the movie I can't waste the time retarded. on this. This is where the movie becomes retarded and stays retarded. Like, it does. Honestly, this is, like, that moment when I was watching this movie and I see all these, like, CGI effects going off and a literal big rock crumbling off of Tony Stark and he's like, whatever i'm like oh, okay well now it's just it's oh, going to go bad and then on? he shoots a fucking um uh, what is it uh piano at somebody i don't know yeah he just just ugh. i can't i can't waste the time on on trying to pick it, apart the scene so because bad. it's just it's, it's there's so a, there's bad. so many questions about this that should not make any sense but anyway so what, why the, does he not use his one trillion other Iron Man suits he has. That is my same question. This is like a huge all the other logical suits that are gap. There, all the other suits that are there are under the same autonomous protocol. Mm -hmm. Yep. The the party protocol. Yep. Why doesn't he just and if, use and them? If he, and if they're all weaponized. I was, well, I was about to say, and on top of that, if um, if anyone's like, oh, well, he had to get to the suits to put them on, bull to the shit, because we noticed at the very end of this movie, that's not the fucking case. Yeah. He can call I mean, them a, and remotely it's, go. It's a monstrous plot hole, because they don't, they never revisit. It's not like you had to activate them or anything, no. in terms of, like, revisiting the facility. It's just, like, that's what that is. But he told Jarvis, party time, and they showed up. Mm -hmm. Visually, it looked cruel. It looked cool, but if you try to think about it for more than twenty seconds, your blood will come shooting out of your head. Anyway, mm -hmm. yeah. moving on. Um, we see him uh wake up, um, mid-flight as he is crashing down into uh into Rose Hill, Tennessee. As Tony obviously forgot what the fuck happened. Uh, because He's that's uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I know we joke about the whole phrase, should be dead, should be dead, should be dead. 100% dead. For me, the one scene, if there was any other scene that would have killed him, in my opinion, it would have been this part right here, where the where he's crashing in the suit in Rose Hill, Tennessee. And, and um, the suit has zero power. It's like, 
How are you alive? Like, yeah, okay, so say the power of the suit keeps you alive somehow, even though your body is basically a brain inside a skull jiggling around constantly. But this anyway. is just bullshit. So anyway, he crashes in Rose Hill, Tennessee, confused as to why he was there at first, but then figures out that's why he put the, the, the plan in there. Um, but uh, but apparently Stark's oh experimental God. armor God, does not have... Turn on the kid. Yeah, does not have enough sufficient power to return to California, but the world believes that Tony Stark to be dead as the Mandarin starts issuing more threats of violence. But unfortunately, how after is landing, he dragging around Iron Man suit? Th that shit is not weighing two pounds. No, no. And he just but he, he, crash he literally, and not only does he drag it around, he put he like positions it to make it look cool. Which angered the fuck out of me. He's like on the on the like uh, the phone talking to Pepper, but like Iron Man suits like knee up and shit in the background. It's like what the fuck? sarcasm. So he's like, yeah, you need to look more cool. Puts his arm there. I'm like, that shit should weigh like a thousand pounds. First of all, so. Tony, uh, the, the suit's powered down. Jarvis is not able to help him out, so Tony is essentially on his own. But he does use the fact that the, that the world thinks he's dead to use to advantage to hopefully look to investigations on more of these Mandarin attacks. I know. He drags the suit and is able to contact Pepper via a payphone. Fucking hell. Didn't think those even still existed. Uh, and is able to send her a message through the Stark private server, basically confirming, letting her know that, listen, I'm alive. I'm sorry. I gotta take. I, I I gotta take this guy down. Um, and so at this point, Stark I mean, is still. Tony Stark has magic. Let's just be real. He's magic, man. Magic because man. like he, he's gonna use a landline payphone to call something that's not landline at all. Yep, basically. Magic and also encrypted Science. into a magic Science helmet. Magic. I don't know, man. So he la he he lays low and ends up uh, in a shed, and he's befriended by the boy who lives there, basement's favorite, <sighs> fucking kids, Harley Keener, and hides out in the garage. Where he starts to slowly charge his suit, using what little information he has. Stark discovers that each of the Mandarin's explosions was triggered by soldiers that were injected with Extremis, the same experimental treatment engineered by Maya Hansen. So at this point, Maya has also told us to Pepper, and she is confiding in Pepper that this is what I think my 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 boss, Aldridge Killian, is working for the Mandarin. He kind of explains that part as well. Um, so Tony's kind of trying to research exactly what the hell's going on and even looks into the bombing that takes pl that took place in that town of Rose Hill, Tennessee, trying to get an idea of what's going on while the kid is just triggering his PTSD slash anxiety slash whatever the fuck problems that Tony has um, to try and get over it, but not, not, really, um, not, not really working out so well. Um, Extremis, however, has, of course, a fatal flaw when it comes to it, as we slowly start to find out. In the event a user is unable to regulate their internal body temperature, they will start to gain heat at an exponential rate and explode. So at this point, uh, Tony, and this is the part I don't understand, somehow stumbles onto trying to find the, the mother of the soldier that was exploded, and when she he finds her in a bar in Rose Hill, Tennessee, she is anticipating someone to she is anticipating someone to 
to to surrender the information about her son to kind of trying to cover it up in essence when she puts two and two together and says you're not the person i was waiting here for that's when we see uh ellen brandt show up who is the um the female redhead soldier uh there to uh cover things up i, I do love that this is probably in a rare moment of um <clears throat> In a rare moment of actual uh, competence, we see that the sheriff's like, what the fuck's going on here? As she was trying to arrest Tony Stark, and he's like, uh, we're not good here. Like, what the fuck is going on? I could just look at Basement's face, and I completely agree with this whole part. So anyway, we're, long story. The sheriff's sitting in the fucking bar getting shit-faced with a gun in his pocket. It's While Tennessee. on shift. I hate this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing makes sense. It's all stupid as shit. So Ellen Brand and Eric Savin show up. uh, And of course, uh, he's uh, Tony's handcuffed. We see this like crazy chase slash fight sequence. He's able to fight off Ellen Ellen Brand. He sets fire to a building that explodes her. And even though Eric Savin has set a water... Hate reading these sentences. Set a water tower on fire using his thermal hey, abilities. Like, okay, hold on. I don't understand mm-hmm. the powers of these firebenders. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, they can control fire, but for some reason, it's way more than that. You're setting a metal water tower on fire. Yep. But, like, I mean, we go on to see things that don't make sense in terms of, have. like... We already have. I control fire. So, like, first of all, if you if you can walk through fire, if you're filled with fire, and you get exploded by fire, yep. how are you dead? Fire. Well, that's your life force. Vita rays. The answer is always vita rays. Um, this movie is such fucking <laughs> it's, shit. It's, and this, and this like, segue it's... into, like, rural America. He's like, hey, kid. Hey, what happened to your dad? He's like, he went to get smoked seven years ago and never came back. It's like, <sighs> why am I still watching this movie? <laughs> that kid killed me in the movie. The, the, this whole fucking, there's a half an hour like dip in this movie. Yep. That makes it so much worse. This to me was. Because it the, adds nothing. This to me was the low point of the movie. I'm just going to be flat out honest. And I mean, that's, the low point that's of saying the movie something. Was start to finish, to be honest. I mean, that's saying something. But for me, if we're talking low of the lows, this was the this was the low point for me, I mean, in my opinion. Really low, yeah. So he I'm fights gonna, off. I'm going to fucking take a piss, but I can still hear you. Okay. So at this point, he fights off Ellen Brandt. He kills her. Eric Savin, he thinks he kills, uh, but he's able to at least. Um, and again, these powers are never explained. Uh, he's able to fight him off. We do see him recover, but he's able to escape uh, while being able to steal Savin's uh, car. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, 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 this to me is just. Uh, Stop hitting me. Th- th- so further investigation into uh, into the Mandarin, Tony realizes that all the soldiers were once members of AIM, uh, Advanced Idea Mechanics, Killian, uh, Aldrich Killian's company. Uh, Stark was able to deduce that Killian had updated Extremis and distributed the program to the Mandarin for his terror attacks, or at least that's what he's putting together. Hansen confirms with um, 
with Pepper that Killian is working, uh, that she's working with him and she believes that he is working for the Mandarin in an attempt to save, uh, to have Stark fix Extremis's flaws. However, unbeknownst to them, Killian, uh, I almost said Killian Dane too. Aldridge Killian arrives and kidnaps Pepper Parts after learning that Hansen visited Stark Killian prior Dane. to the <laughs> prior to the attack on his mansion so at this point things are starting to kind of come together i say kind of coming together as far as this so on one hand tony's like okay so these these explosions were from soldiers that aldrich killing was experimenting extremis on and now he's working and using it for the mandarin attacks okay and Hansen tells this to pepper potts because she thinks that tony has the ability to fix the issues with Extremis, with, you know, the people going kaboom. Um, with Keener's help, Stark, Stark traces the Mandarin to Miami, where he infiltrates the Mandarin's headquarters with a variety of homemade weapons. Oh, so, God. Hold on. Let me back up a little bit more on this. So let this me just is, back up. Uh, in Macaulay Culkin shit. So, so he, he, here's a, there's a couple things with this. Um, None of it makes sense. Yes. So it's revealed later on that during the, the, the night of passion, somehow Tony Stark was able to crack the code of Extremis and has the ability to fix it, essentially. It, you know what this reminds me of? When Tony Stark... Like tag, yeah. Yeah, when Tony Stark actually created time travel in ten seconds. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll my get to that. God, I I hate this movie with so so much of my soul. So, I watched it and like halfway through, I'm like, my mind was like, can we stop, please, God? <laughs> so while this is going on. Tony is able to trace down the Mandarin's signal to Miami as far as where he's broadcasting stuff. And when he, tries to, when he tries to get the suit booted up, the kid goes, it's not powering up, and he has another attack. And uh, Why is the kid part of this? I fucking hate it. I, I don't know. I hate this whole movie. I hate everything about this movie, to be honest. I, I, I haven't noticed. Uh, so, um, I'll have to take a survey if this was worse than Dream Warriors. So, um, yes, <laughs> that's my answer immediately. So, so nothing point, makes sense at this point. He's like, Oh, she's like, Well, he's like, You're a mechanic, so just build things. And Tony Stark, Home Depot's himself, a, a variety of different weapons. Which I'll be honest, I'm not a mechanic or an engineer, but a lot of these weapons I don't think should have fucking worked. And nope. he, he had a garden glove that electric, <laughs> like electric shock therapy. So this I is the it. part I also get confused about Killian Dane's plan. And yes, I purposely call him Killian Dane on this one. Mm -hmm. So while this is going on, um, Colonel James Rhodes is trying to find the Mandarin and he gets bombarded and kidnapped because a extremist soldier working for Aldrich Killian is able to disable him, kidnap him, and through manipulation of, of obviously using the heat powers, gets Rhodes out of the uh, out of the suit. Great plan, America. Wait, 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 which has zero continuity for where this movie goes. It, it does, takes, it does. It takes it, like it, four it hours. 
Okay, it makes sense for that situation because you see roads in there no. telling the student not to open because the system is actually malfunctioning from all the heat. Yeah, but it gives them like it takes the mechanic some... of it makes sense, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah, <laughs> or, it's, or it's a safety, it like or if it's a safety precaution, or yeah, roads out of the suit. Yeah, literally. 15 minutes later, he's ripping parts off the other suit because of his molten lava hands. Yeah. Fuck this movie. So, it's at this point that when Tony goes to infiltrate the Mandarin headquarters, we get um, the common argument and problem that people have with this movie. The mm-hmm. fact that the Mandarin is not the Mandarin. And it is revealed that the person who is the Mandarin is truly an actor, a British actor, named Trevor Slattery, who is just nothing more than a puppet for Aldridge Killian. A drug addict. Yes, he's a drug addict. He's like, what, they promise to get you off him? No, they promise to give me more. That, That right there, that interaction right there, that's my favorite interaction of the whole movie, just because of how absurd it is. I hate this movie to its core. <laughs> they missed, plain and simple, they missed the boat to have a super villain introduced. Full face. In this Zero movie. Out of I mean, they, they, they actually slapped a lot of the fan base in the face. They with did. This reveal. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan of to the point where I would actually be in, impacted, but I know for a fact people were looking forward to the Mandarin and they created a fake Mandarin only for it to be Killian Dane with fire Fire dragon of a human. <laughs> Which is like, it's so stupid. It's so it stupid. Is. It is. Uh, very easily, easily could be Killian the one following the orders of the Mandarin. This movie is le- legit, absolutely shit. I also want to say, like, at what, at what point in time did fucking Rhodey dip himself in like baby oil? The guy is wet as shit well, during half like, of this. Well, I mean, he was in the heated suit, but yeah, you're right. It just, I, I don't know. Um, the guy's body is glistening. Anyway, so at did this you point, also we- catch the uh, Johnny Cage appearance in this movie? Johnny Cage? Yeah. No. Mortal Kombat? He's in this no. movie. He is in this movie. Oh, You're going to have to watch it again to get it. No! no! <laughs> <laughs> so, any, anyway. Johnny Cage for life. Tony's now captured, and this is the uh, the villain's going to expose everything that's going on plot. So, yes, he reveals uh, yeah, that the, the, the Mandarin the British is... villain? He goes, the Mandarin is killing his soccer team lost. The Mandarin is Killian's creation who used Hansen's research to cure his own disability and expanded the program to include injured war veterans. The concept was that he wanted to um, use extremists to obviously repair a lot of like uh, soldiers who had lost limbs because it's called extremists. Right. Yeah. After veterans started growing unstable and exploding, however, Killian used their deaths to cover up the flaws and extremists and manufactured a terrorist plot. Realizing Killian's motivation, Stark blames himself for setting Killian on the path that would ultimately see him create the Mandarin. Killian reveals that he has kidnapped Pepper. 
He had kidnapped Pepper and subjected her to the extremist treatment, using her as leverage against Stark. When Hansen then uh, reneges against Killian and threatens to sabotage the extremist program, Killian shoots her dead. As he also controls the Mandarin, Killian has also manipulated the American intelligence agencies as to the Mandarin's location. He uses this falsified intelligence to lure James Rhodes with the War Machine, now rebranded as Iron Patriot Armor. Uh, and Stark is... Uh, you got it, you? You guys are doing great. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinating everything for me in this because... <laughs> I'm fascinating uh, of fucking right. news. All right. Fucking All right. Okay. I, I I need a minute here. Um. Okay. You got this. You right. got the Jesus in your butthole. <laughs> so. Okay. So everybody, I mean, Cody, I know Iron Man is your favorite movie, but how in the fuck can you like this movie uh, when this it movie has no value of anything? It makes no sense as well. It, just, it has it, no value. Okay. This is Iron Man 3. Time to do the pocket hey, protocol, I'm Tony Stark and I have PTSD, which really isn't PTSD. It's just anxiety because I'm a pussy. Hey guys, I'm Tony Stark and this is Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean. Okay. So, 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 no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to make sure I'm not missing things here. And in terms of like making sure I understand uh, that we hit every we single flaw in this movie. We're getting there. Uh, All right. So I understand Aldrich Killian, the, the concept of Aldrich Killian as a villain. Okay. It's Electro. And he's written it's not bad. Is Electro. Is not is not bad. I like the idea of the I extremist project. And now I'm super popular. The extremist project is interesting because it's kind of okay. And, and the introduction of AIM as as a company is great because if they do more with it, which at the time of this recording they have not done anything with AIM, uh, could be great for future things. I've heard rumors we might see AIM in in future stuff way way down the road, but we'll get to that when we get to that. So that part I liked. I understand his his process of trying to like I understand the idea of oh we need Tony Stark to mass produce and or fix the issues with extremists. I understand that part, right? What I don't understand is why he needed to create a fake terrorist to cover up these attacks. I I I, I unless he was trying to, to to shift the blame so that he could I, I, I okay. Even the Mandarin thing, as much as I hate it, I can sort of, I can, okay, I can sort of make sense of that. The only part I don't understand is, I mean, why, is why he the fuck dragon? would you put, why the fuck would you bring Pepper into this and do this to her to basically, but I, I fucking, why, why, why is he breathing fire? Cause, no, Science. no, there's no cuz. There's no cuz. <laughs> there's just literally no reason to make this guy breathe fire. It just, it, at that point, I was like, oh god. I feel like this is the part of the movie where where the the plot and the plan of of Aldrich Killian gets way too fucking complicated. Nothing yeah. makes sense and, because it doesn't make sense. And I feel like. So, like, as much of a cliche as it is in movies and, like, superhero movies and things like that for, like, the, the villain to be like, let me exposit my evil plan to you. 
and it makes sense. You're like, oh, you madman, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. I felt like I was more confused, if anything, after this. I'm like, so wait, you want to, like, you want to fix Extremis, but not, but you want to black, you want to threaten Tony by threatening to kill Pep. Like, you don't think, like, a lot of this shit wouldn't be caught up or, like, I still don't understand how the fuck he tricked America. So you mean to tell me that this fucker tricked S.H.I.E.L.D., the CIA, and the FBI? It's fire. <laughs> Just like Tony Stark. Tony Stark fooled the S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, I mean... True, S.H.I.E.L.D. is an idiot, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll give you that one, but I, I don't know. I just... It, it, there, there's a there's a lot that just that with him that just seems a little iffy. But anyway, the thing so that now, pissed me off the most about this movie is the way that they utilize. Drink every time you hear the basement say that phrase. This is why we don't have to jump when you have food. Tony Stark's suit. In what regards? In terms of like, I'm gonna stand here and it's gonna attach to me, but I'm also gonna do like weird like actions when it gets attached to me. I hate that. I I hated this. The way they utilize the suit in this, eight hundred miles away. Like, he's like, and now, and now, and now, and now, and, and it's just like plot convenience, so, massive. Uh, so of course, at so at this point, um, <laughs> god damn it, Eric uh, was yeah, <laughs> fuck this movie, yeah. Eric. Really, um, I think this is the worst Marvel movie. Eric Seven then takes possession of the Iron Patriot suit and meets up with the U.S. President on Air Force One. You don't get that, Mr. President. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, and uh, he takes uh, he takes control of the Iron Patriot suits and gets onto Air Force One, and attacks President Matthew Ellis on board and everybody else on board. Which, for reasons I'm still he trying to kill the president. I don't know why. He, well, you know, he didn't kill the president. He basically does a body swap and puts the president into the Iron Patriot suit and sends it away. So why why is he trying? What what does the president have to do with this? We'll, we'll get there. There, there is there is a small plot point which. Uh, they just shove in there for reasons I, I don't understand, but, but we'll, I'll explain in a minute what, why the president was involved. Because I didn't get it at first, and then they showed a couple things. I'm like, okay, that. Well, I, I know, I know, I know that because I was just going to say because the vice president is in cahoots. Is yeah. in cahoots. Correct. So um, Tony is able to escape after he's able to call the, uh, the, uh, the Mark 42, beat up all the guards, while Rhodes is also do, able to escape at the same time, just using, you know, his skills. Uh, they and meet up and they... Shiny skin. Yeah. They meet up. They, they meet up with, of course, uh, Trevor Slattery, who reveals that he doesn't know exactly what the plans are, but he does know they involve the president and they involve uh, something off of the coast. And so they take his boat and they start to go after uh, they, they go after the Iron Patriot suit, which they're able to track down and hack and figure out that it's aboard Air Force One. Uh, they do warn the vice president, which is the part I was about to make to JP, uh, that there might be an attack on the president on Air Force One, and the, and the vice president basically says everything's fine and completely ignores it, revealing that his daughter lost a limb. So alluding to the idea, even though they don't outright say it, they basically allude to the fact that the vice president is in cahoots with this, so that way either he can be assisted or help fund or whatever the deal is. So long story short, he's in bed with, with Aldrich Killian. Um, so... Uh, at this point, 
Um, <laughs> at this point, Tony is able to make it on board to Air Force One, kills uh, Eric Savin. Uh, finally, walk away from that, you son of a bitch. But a uh, bomb goes off, sucking out all the other passengers on board Air Force One. Stark is able to save all 18 oh passengers God. and crews from their deaths. But Ellis, uh, of course, the president, is still captured by Aldrich Killian in the Iron Patriot suit. Um, so was so fucking fake <laughs> and terrible. It's like, you remember fucking monkeys in a barrel? Let's do that. It's like, Again, all those visually cool. No, Pretty fun scene. I, hate, I hated it. I hated it. Why? I hated it because it made no sense. sense. <laughs> Common theme of this movie. Oh my god! And then, like at the end, when he's like bringing them in, they look like they're fucking. They're the cheerleader, fucking. <laughs> like, they're all like triangles. They're all yeah, dead. yeah, yeah, yeah. Human period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all dead. So when you free fall but also, like that, well, but in all reality, when you free fall like that, and you're free falling at that rate of speed, mm. you're done. There's momentum, <laughs> yeah. and momentum just doesn't get canceled by a different momentum. But uh, I will say the 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 most fucked up part for me was when he like left them in the water. They Assuming weren't even they treading. Wa- they they weren't even treading water. They were just like, yeah. if you watch it, is like, <laughs> what do they put? They put like some sort of like plastic shit under the under the water so they could just all flop around because they were all fine. It's like no, that yeah, makes no of course sense. <sighs> but anyway, so um, at this point, they, they 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 uh, they follow um, they follow the Iron Patriot suit to the uh, the container terminal, where it's revealed that Aldrich Killian intends on killing President Ellis on live television as another Mandarin attacked. So that way, it solidifies the Mandarins' issues and also gets the Vice President up to becoming the President and hopefully gets everything resolved because that makes sense. Um, it's horseshit. It, well, it's a hard pile hard. of horseshit. I I could shit on a platter and give it to you, and you'd be like, "Is this Iron Man three or is it better?" Well, you know, it's um, better. So, uh, Vice President Rodriguez will assume control of the country following Killian's orders in exchange for a sample of the extremist to cure his daughter's disability. With the Mandarin, the president under his control, Killian will be able to manipulate Every global events said, for his own. I don't even remember being part of the movie. What the pre- vice president's daughter? Yeah, I don't remember that. So Some when Tony, when Tony, when Tony and and Rhodes are are on their way, right? They're like on the boat. They're like they're like we have to call the vice president. They're like we're calling the vice president because there's a chance the president's in danger. He's like I got you know totally. I'll I'll get you know I'll get. Uh, jets there in 50 seconds and then he hangs up the phone and someone's like everything's okay he's like everything's fine never better and then he goes over and walks in and kisses his daughter on the uh on the head and, and oh, the yeah, camera pans that. down right. yeah so it's it's alluded to right um so stark and Rhodes infiltrate the container terminal with stark going to save pots and Rhodes uh is going to save the president okay and, why, uh, why why don't they why doesn't he have a suit right now well, oh, so the reason is because when he was doing the suit from the uh, the save of um, uh, from the from the people on Air Force One, the second he turns around, the suit then crashes into a semi truck, and all the pieces go out, showcasing that Tony was actually never in the suit, but he was remote but, controlling it. So he's about to 
enact party protocol where he has 20,000 yep. suits. Right but he's going to go into battle without a suit at all. Well, it takes time. <laughs> right? <laughs> it makes no sense. I'm, I'm not defending it. I'm just telling you what the movie's no. saying. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying what the movie's saying. It so at this point, time. at this point, and this is why I hate this movie. At this point, this is when the party protocol is enacted, and Tony is able to call in literally, with the exception, I think, of the first five, every suit he has ever I, made. You couldn't have taken five minutes before we infiltrated mm -hmm. do this shit, so we had suits. Tony is able to remotely control every suit with the power of Jarvis and tells them to target all um, all extremist uh, uh, soldiers with extreme prejudice. And then we see the all-out insane brawl that goes on with all the suits and the various soldiers that have the extremists in them. It's terrible. It's a fucking I, 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 here, Can you explain to me what extremists actually does? Because it seems like it turns it's them to fire people. It's supposed to repair. Helps them rebuild their body structure. So why they are they molten limbs. lava? It's part of the side effect. What? It's part of the side effect of it. That's the opposite of repairing lost limbs. Becoming well, every... molten lava. Yeah. It like it, just like in nature. There's the scene. There's the scene where Killian Dean gets his limb cut off. And oh he just throws them I I think I think this this is why I hated this movie too because they like they didn't explain exactly what these people even had. It was like, well, they can do this, they can do that. Hey, we, they can do everything. Well, they said oh, in the, they, 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 they said to do. he explained kind of towards the beginning of the movie that like the idea is that there is uh, the ability to manipulate genetic code in humans, and then they if we were able to do that, we could repair lost limbs, and so that was the original intention. Oh, why does he breathe fire? So, and so one of the side effects is that they have to regulate their body temperature, and why he's able to breathe fire, I have no effing idea. I mean, they all become fire mages, to be honest. Yeah, they're they're fire, fire vendors. Um, so at this point, Pepper is is being held hostage. Uh, so while all the brawling is going on and all forth, uh, Rhodes is able to save the president, take possession back of the Iron Patriot suit, and get the president the hell out of Dodge. I'm just wrapping that part up. Just get the over overdone with. Meanwhile, why Pepper was he is so fucking wet, man? There was a point in time where he jumps in, and Rhodes is like a lot just, of fire going on too. He so. was, no, he was just born. <laughs> in terms of the wetness upon this man, like he was super wet. I was like, "What so, the fuck? Who glistened this man up before he came out?" Tony is able to find Pepper, um, even though she survived the extremist project. Uh, but who glistened him up? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so. Uh, he's able to he's able to somewhat rescue Pepper, but then after some back and forth dealings and all these fights and everything, Pepper does fall 200 feet to her apparent death. Star Stark has no time to process this as he is forced into a fierce fight with Killian while changing out into various Iron Man suits, which I'm not even getting to the fucking specifics of that because there's two, literally two fights in two different suits in this in this thing that like make. I actually hated ah. like his. <laughs> Come to me, come to me, type thing. Like I, I just hated that whole mechanic, to be honest. Oh, what the uh, so the final scene where, fi so uh, at the final moment, 
Tony is calling the Mark 42, the suit that comes together in pieces. It crashes. And then, of course, Killian says, uh, I almost had her perfect. Tony says, you're wrong. She was already perfect. And summons the Mark 42 onto Aldrich Killian, which I'll, I'll be honest, I thought was a pretty clever little twist. Um, onto him and does the self-destruct. Blows the suit up and supposedly kills uh, Aldrich Killian with it. But, of course... Ah, uh, he he survives. He's a fire demon. Yep, he survived. It, but it still should have blown him apart because it killed the fucking one guy. How in the fuck did this not kill him? Oh, yeah. uh, an hour and a half ago, I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, how long is this movie? Like two hours? Two, two, two hours. Yeah. Way too long. The Marvel logo. I'm done. <laughs> it's like, uh... So, at this point, uh, it the 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 twist is revealed that Potts survives the fall because the extremist project. She takes out uh, an Iron Man suit, blows up Ki- Aldrich Killian, and kills him. Then, because why not? Um, happy reunion. At this point, um, Pepper says, "I understand why you have all the suits now." But Tony understands the whole craziness that's all going on, and, and as a gesture of love or stupidity, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, stupidity is how self destructs self destructs all the remaining suits as part of the party well, protocol. Well, 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 here's the thing: what's the point? Hmm. Like in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, so if, so if think, he could I just have I like think, a sorry, I you. Well, I, I, this is an observation, outside observation. I think that up until Age of Ultron, he was done. He was going to fund S.H.I.E.L.D. He was going to, you know, some, you know, help them do things, but he was not going to be Iron Man anymore. Yeah. But then, at the end, fucking movie... He again said, oh, well, I am Iron Man. Like, I'll get to that, too. I think why, him, why in the fuck did you blow up all the suits, you fucking clown? I think him blowing up his suits is, has, it's like a character betrayal. The, the I, only, think the, him, I think it's him finally accepting his... There's only one Iron Man. We can't exactly. Have but like at the same time, all of his, they backtrack on that. Later. So, so what the fuck? I think it I think it has everything to do with his PTSD, which he is now completely healed. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, well obviously. You don't heal uh, from PTSD. Yeah, no, you yeah, you do if you're yeah. Iron Man, so, you find a kid in a warehouse. <laughs> so I mean you, there's like steps. So yeah. you don't heal from it because you can't. You're, it's always going to be there. The, the, this is also why I hated this movie because they tried to like prey on something they had no idea about. So, right. So, and I think, and I think that him blowing up the just, suit. This, this is why they went with anxiety because they couldn't go with PTSD because they, somebody would have shit in their fucking mouth and be like, "What the fuck is this garbage?" So, so, and I think the suits are him blowing up the suits is a metaphor for him saying, "I'm okay now." Yeah, I'm letting go. Yeah, of... I get it's that. More like there also there can only really be like the person behind well, the suit that's... is more important than the suit itself. 
I, but I mean, I would hazard to believe that, like, once they get down to the nitty gritty in a couple of years, a couple of those suits <laughs> could have helped. Well, yeah. Yeah. No. Um. So at the we see the wrap up of everything. Uh, Happy is recovered. Uh, both Vice President Rodriguez and Trevor oh, are taking so the to pound the nurse. Are, are t- yeah are taken into police. Co- oh well, he's like badge. He was looking at looking for a badge. I thought he was, he was looking, at... looking to have sex with her. I thought oh so God, too at first. But Why does that sound like and smell like shit? <laughs> um, Stark decides to finally undergo surgery to remove the pieces of shrapnel embedded in his heart. Stark also rewards uh, Harley Keener for his help by filling his garage with cool and expensive items. And Stark Not decides Harley. that even without his suits or the arc reactor in his chest, he will always be the Iron Man. And then I'm just going to get this out of the way to get finally get the rest of this off. We see the 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 post credit scene, which is basically him telling this entire story to Bruce Banner, for, played by Mark Ruffalo, who fell asleep at the very beginning. And uh, he's like, I'm not that kind of doctor. And then starts all over again. Um, so that okay. was so Iron Man 3. the arc reactor moved from his removal? Yes. No, no. He still no, needs the arc the re- reactor the... to live, but uh, because his heart has been replaced with it, essentially. No, the but, arc reactor has um... been removed from his chest. It's not what? there anymore. The arc reactor is out of his chest now. Oh, why does he get it back? <laughs> why does he what? In future movies, why does he still have it if it's been removed? <laughs> well, they never show it in the other movies that it, in uh, mm-hmm. right? I don't. Never seen him without his chest, without his uh. I don't. I don't know. I just. I. They removed it. Then how in the fuck? I mean, is he able to use uh, it? honestly, I would have just left it. If I was writing this movie, I'd be like. Iron Man has to have a weakness, and that weakness is slowly killing him. Because he, 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 I would, he I, I would have left it. Because in yeah. Infinity, in in Endgame, he takes the piece of it off of his chest and he hands it to Cap. So he doesn't have it on. The arc reactor's out of his body. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but it's still sticking. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I don't hey, understand movie. anything. <laughs> Nothing makes sense to me. That was Iron Man three. <laughs> Yeah, it's crap. Okay. Ten out of ten. ten, out of ten. Good night, everybody. <laughs> it also goes into the fact of he could have had this surgery to remove that shrapnel at any fucking point. It's just another fucking no. Iron Man <laughs> one and Iron Man three, but he physically chose not to. Even after in Iron Man two, he was getting poisoned by said arc reactor. Now, if he I does, like the, uh, if he I does, does, go ahead. I actually like the idea of him having like an overhanging like clock for how long he's gonna live. I think they actually should have just kept that. So my, I think, I think him having that removed or having that arc reactor in him fed his fuel as to why he was doing what he was doing, and now he had it removed. And then, yeah. No, has it, right? <laughs> Am I wrong in thinking that he still has, like, a fucking see-through heart? I don't. I honestly so, don't. 
yeah. So the arc the arc reactor is out of his chest. I just looked it up. It's confirmed. So a, a, as of this movie, he does not have the arc reactor in his chest. Doesn't mean that he can't develop the suits with an arc reactor in them. Right. Right. But to me, totally unnecessary. Yeah, I feel like it's actually a step backwards. A huge because one. Because it hurts it hurts character development. I think you could do a lot more with somebody that's like unable to do if you're gonna build a story, you're gonna create I guess like hurdles or problems of a character before you're gonna create like positives Movies character or whatever. But you can't just create no hurdles and create positives constantly. So I don't know. I feel like they should have probably kept. So Iron Man, ten out of ten, best best movie ever. Let's wrap this up. Good night, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm but, I'm going to give Iron Man three a one out of ten. It it's the worst. It, it is the worst. It is the yeah. worst Marvel movie I've watched. I hated every second watching it. It was fucking shit. So far, out of all the movies we have watched here on the Marvel Roundtable, this, I think, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think this is definitely the worst one so far. So far, yes. Yeah, this is definitely the worst one. There it is didn't progress where Marvel wanted to go. It did nothing for any, anybody. It actually hurt the Iron Man character more than it helped them. I, I just don't see the good side to this. Yeah. Sorry, Heather, go ahead. This is also after watching... One of the original Hulk movies in the yeah, MCU. Which is sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, let's I'll, I'll go around real quick, just get thoughts on this real quick. So, Heather, your thoughts on Iron Man 3. This is a movie that did not need to be made, period. This was literally something just to throw in there to continue the Marvel Universe while actually con- continuing. The Marvel Universe. This was a money. This all this was about was the money for this movie. What this proved to me is that um, Robert Downey Jr. is not going to single-handedly down this franchise. Like this, the third version of this is kind of reminding me of the third version of um, Pirates of the Caribbean and Ninja Turtles. Where you kind of get to that exhaustion point for the character, that I'd rather see them not necessarily featured, but I'd rather see them part of like an ensemble. In any of the Avengers movies, like I, I can tell you right now, like I, this movie did not paint him very good. He was painted um, like basically a bad guy until he fought a bad guy. So, Heather, was there anything in Iron Man 3 that you genuinely enjoyed? And be honest, it's okay if you didn't. Like I said, it's that interaction between Travis and Tony Stark. (laughs) I was heavily on drugs, and these people approached me, and they offered to get you off. No, they offered me more. (laughs) That right there. That right there. That's it. That is my favorite part of the movie right there, just because of the absurdity of it. And how easily it was for them to just drag this guy along with them while they had their nefarious plans. Yep. How I would have handled that was had him be the Mandalor the Mandor the Mandal- Mandarin. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. This this is how much this movie fucks me up. But have him continue be the Mandarin. Yes. Have him do that little persona. 
to kind of throw them off the trail of him. While Aldrich is the guy who's taking orders from him at the same time. So this way, when it gets to that big fight scene at the end, Mandarin can slip away into the shadows to continue his plans while Aldridge is taken out. Yep. But he goes to prison. Um, what would you, what would you rate? What would you rate Iron Man 3? At best, a two and a half. All right. This movie, and Trek, you're probably going to become my best friend again, <laughs> is worse than Dream Whoa, Warriors. Oh, it's worse than Dream Warriors. You know, All this. Right. Yep. This movie is fucking terrible. There is... This is not even an Iron Man movie. This is a Tony Stark movie. Like I said, this... this very good way to Tony Stark movie here. for no reason. It's yeah, like exactly. I, I, I need no to wait until I get Iron Man suit for some reason. Movie. This is almost Dark Knight. To me, was a shit fucking movie. The movies were shit to me because it was more about Bruce Wayne than it was Batman. Yep. So to I mean, me, I don't give it, a it, fucking shit about Bruce Wayne. Or Tony Stark. I only care about the superhero. I want to care about the Iron Man, not fucking Tony Stark. Yes, you well, can I mean... you gotta build that character. You have to build the character. It's his alter ego. And it should be his alter ego. He shouldn't Tony Stark shouldn't be the focus. It should be Iron Man. It should be about Iron Man. Not his well, 45 I mean... Three hundred and twenty-two suits that he has flying around him. The problem with doing a focus completely on Iron Man is you no, lose no, the complete focus. I'm saying no, you you, lo you lose. Movie, the, how long? How long was the suit in this movie? You lose the human perspective if you're just going to do an Iron Man movie or just focus on Iron Man all the time. I think it's actually. The smart idea to focus on the human side of Iron Man. Just no smart I have no him. problem with focusing on the human side of things. No, but like, I mean, it's an entry point, right, for your viewers, which is what I would say the for Batman. Movie was based on Tony Stark and I not. Mean, I mean, this, this, this movie's a bad choice because this movie's shit. Let's just say that. <laughs> but I will say, I'm not, I'm not, I will say, like when it comes to like superhero movies, the best thing you can do is kind of establish a base for uh, everybody to watch it. Like you don't want to, you just, I mean, you can't just automatically go into the superhero mode. You have. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. Ninety percent of the movie was Tony Stark. Yeah. Five percent of the movie was Iron Man. The other five with five percent was finding out that the Mandarin was wasn't even the fucking Mandarin in this fucking okay. movie. So my biggest takeaway is there's like a real logical gap for him inventing a bunch of suits that he never uses until the end, which makes no sense. Um, and then Wait. there's the idea that like all of a sudden there's people that just like shoot fire out of their mouth. So, um, sorry, yeah. J JP, what would, what would you say? Yeah. A two out of ten. There. Uh, was there anything in the movie you genuinely enjoyed? I really enjoyed them shooting fire out of their mouth. 
I enjoyed all You want me? I'm. This is me being honest. Yeah. I enjoyed the end of the movie. It was finally fucking over. <laughs> I hated this movie that bad. Yeah, I like. It, I read it. I'm like, oh fuck, we gotta watch Iron Man three, don't we? Yeah. Listen, we rip the bandaid off. Rip the rip the bandaid off. I um, basement. How how you doing there, buddy? I mean, it's definitely one of the worst movies that I would say a lot of people like. I'm gonna go. That I don't like. I just don't like. I I don't feel like it does anything for any character. I feel like they uh they tried to like uh, it's like over. This was where like Marvel couldn't like fully relying on themselves yeah so they tried to pull in the we're gonna have a fucking kid and we're gonna have like that this movie was all over the place to be honest so it's it's funny and i don't mean to interrupt you but the funny thing is is that like we we the biggest complaint about iron man 2 that we had was that there was too much going on and they were kind of going in different directions with things this here I feel like it was almost the polar opposite where it was too many things. There there are some really intriguing ideas and concepts in this movie, but the execution on almost, if not every single one of them is garbage. Like, I think the man, so the Mandarin thing was obviously a big thing for fans because one, the Mandarin is the most, is, is in the comics considered to be Iron Man's biggest enemy. Even if you take away the whole powers of the rings and everything like that and make it more of a terrorist, the Mandarin was supposed to be Iron Man's, like, number, you know, the Joker to his Batman. And so to have this be pulled out, like, the, the rug being pulled out underneath us, uh, in a lot of ways didn't need to happen. And, and it pissed off, obviously, a lot of the hardcore fans. But even if you take that away... um there's there's they're they're trying to do too many things in too many different directions that I just think really I think they were they had oh man what if we did this what if we tried that what if we tried this what if we tried that and just never really like took the time to like let it let those concepts grow and flush out the way they should have that's my biggest problem with this <laughs> what just from basement foot in the chat I shit my I shit my pants out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> is that what your rating is going to be? I hate this movie. This actually is my most hated fucking Marvel movie, period. I couldn't, I like, I watched it. I was like, I was dying. In general, <laughs> I was dying watching it. So, so, this is so, a general bad fucking movie. So the big, the big four, the big four movies that are usually the most hated in the MCU is this one. Ironically, the next one that we're about to go watch, <laughs> go figure. Um, I can't watch that one though. Right. No, I, I know. I, I yeah. I know. I I know. JP's a fan of it. Uh, I believe. Um, oh, what's the other two? I know Captain Marvel's another one, uh, but I can't remember the fourth one. Ultron, but anyway, we'll, maybe. We'll, oh, I maybe think Ultron. the reason why people hate Captain Marvel, a lot of people hate Captain Marvel, is because she's an SJW fucking. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. I in love phase three, her right? already. <laughs> um pronouns pal so um i mean i love but basically like a one out of ten uh, two out of ten them <laughs> uh okay so this movie was yeah. absolute shit yeah i hated this movie mm -hmm. um iron man 2 was terrible too but it wasn't as bad as iron man no. 3 is like a three out of ten 
That's where I'm landing. Um, was there anything you genuinely enjoyed about the movie? I mean, obviously, you're going to have Iron Man. <laughs> and he was okay. I guess. Uh, my my guilt my guilty pleasure yeah. is that my guilty pleasure. I hear the kid. I want the kid to die. Uh, the, yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't huge on the kid. The big thing for me is that um, visually, there was a couple of really cool scenes in this one. I'm getting well, not, there was that scene where the rocks hit his shoulder and he never. No, nope, not talking. Not talking that one. My favorite scene was just seeing all the suits, and it's more of a, the kind of like just like a car crash happening. I mean, just seeing all of this like fucking crazy. Like the ADHD flared up. I mean, it's like oh, there's suits flying all over the fucking. Like I'm not gonna lie, that that part I'm like cool, okay. I'm not going to get into the logistics of it. Again, not, I'm not saying I'm, I liked anything that was in-depth or by character or the writing on this. I'm just saying, like, <gasps> colors and explosions. To, I, I kind of have to question why he went away from yeah. drones. Yeah. We'll find in out. In favor of... No, we won't. <laughs> All right. But, but anywho. Um, but anyway. Uh, any last? So I, th I think pretty much across the board, I'm gonna say the same thing. Like three out of ten, this movie was 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 a hot it, pile of trash. It, it, this is the worst of yeah. the bunch. Yeah. But um, so that being said, I think we got a good one. We're gonna we're gonna try and uh, absolve our PTSD from watching this movie and get on with our mm -hmm. lives. So we appreciate everybody checking out the Marvel Roundtable. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Even in the chat, we had ten votes. 10 votes in the chat, which I said thumbs up or thumbs down, and it should be a much of a surprise that a majority of the votes did give Iron Man 3 a proverbial thumbs down, and I'm right there with you. Um, but it's the best movie ever. Yeah, the right. People that gave it a thumbs up, what are you watching? That would be four people. Four people gave it a thumbs up. I'm not sure who those four people were. It's an anonymous. But um, that being said, one person with four thumbs. Maybe. Who knows? Um, that being said, any last minute thoughts, guys, before we wrap this up? Yep. So the four people that voted thumbs up should never have a vote ever. <laughs> Just listen to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go, guys. I gotta step out. I gotta go take All care right. of something. Thank you, JP. Appreciate it. You cool. guys have a great night. You too. Bye bye. bye. Um, and then he turned into an orange man walking away. Um, slowly. <laughs> Heather, any last-minute thoughts on uh, oh, Iron Man 3 before we wrap this She's up? invisible. <laughs> I, I'm super invisible because I'm also wearing matching pants. <laughs> do, 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 do. You said that. Um, <laughs> any um, last-minute thoughts on Iron Man 3? I'm just so glad we are done with this movie because there are so many plot points, logic gaps, and fucking yeah. nonsensical bullshit in this fucking movie that it's just... It, no. It yeah. didn't work. It's a movie that did not need to be made within the MCU to continue the MCU. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, Connor, luckily, we. Yes. Are you ready to watch? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Heather got me. I did. I got him. I didn't see what you did. I just I, you saw you disappear okay. into the. Well, I. That's not really what I did. It looks like what you did. I did this. I went retarded. Oh, yeah. I still understand what you mean. 
We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, that being said, thank you all for tuning in for another edition of the Marvel Roundtable. Make sure, if you haven't done so already, subscribe down below here on YouTube.com slash horny go. Check us out on your favorite podcasting platforms. And we will join you guys all next week as we continue into MCU's Phase 2 as we take a look at the second ever Thor movie as Thor explores the mysteries of dark elves and we learn a little bit more about infinity stones so join us next week on marvel roundtable as we dive into thor the dark world i'm gonna watch this for the first time